Welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C. Thanks for joining me. Today's lineup, I'm going to talk about EV tax credits and explain why it's not needed anymore. I'm going to describe the new policy, talk about how other countries and companies are moving forward with EV or electric vehicle adoptions and different policies that are out there. I have some criticism of the proposed new law, as well as what some of the 50 states in the United States are using or have adopted over the past few years. And obviously, I'm going to provide some alternative solutions that I think is better use of taxpayer dollars. But before I jump into it, let's get into the quickie. So a few years ago, um, I was following, well, movie one here, I actually follow roughly 30 plus YouTubers. And I look at their content probably daily. I'm looking at some type of video. I don't spend most of my day, you know, consuming YouTube content, but I do support a lot of YouTubers and I view a lot of different content, a lot of it in the technology space, finance space and business space, stuff that I'm talking about here on this exact podcast. Um, so a few years ago, I was um, watching a um, a lady YouTuber, and she's pretty good, pretty knowledgeable about the subject matter, electric vehicles, um, in particular Tesla. Um, and she conveyed a lot of good content and explained it really well. Uh, she collaborated with two other lady YouTubers. So all three of them came together um, and created a, a pretty impactful, what I think was impactful, uh, video. And it was not necessarily about what, about gender norms. Um, but it was about like technology and women within technologies in particular cars, but they talked about gender norms a little bit. And I, it, it, it resonated with me about how parents and just full disclosure, as I said, in the first, um, episode, you know, I don't have any kids. And so my perspective is, you know, is, is slanted in the that direction, <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. But those, the YouTubers, you know, they talked about technology and, and women in technology. Something that really resonated with me from that video was how parents establish gender norms for their kids. Um, females were usually told or handled, if you will, and use words like soft and delicate. And when they spoke to the little boys, they were handled with tough and rough. You know, I was thinking, well, females could be tough and even rough if need be, you know? Um, it's it's interesting how parents and a larger society establish these gender norms for their kids or for kids in general. And it's interesting that when I think about technology, in particular electric vehicles, or even science and technology, you know, it's not as many females or ladies, I should say, in that space or in those industries. 
And I think a lot of it has to do with parents and society, you know, telling little girls that they have to play with dolls. Their favorite color should be pink. These gender norms, you know, we think they are traditional things, you know, to decorate a little girl's room with pink flowers and a little boy's room with trains and cars. But we're establishing gender norms at the very beginning, either knowingly or not unknowingly. And I, you know, so when I think of women in technology and electric car space, you know, I kind of wish parents as well as society in whole will just allow and expose content to their little kids, regardless what the content is. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. Little girls, you know, we don't have to give them little baking sets as kids, you know, and and little dolls. We could give guys baking sets and dolls as kids, right? It's not that you're establishing a sexual thing with the kid. It's more of a exposure to something. And the kid would develop their own liking to whatever he or she desire. So, you know, when I th think about those YouTubers, you know, I was very impressed that they were into electric vehicles. And some of the content on their channels have changed a little bit. Um, actually, in some of the channels a lot since I saw this video years ago. But, you know, it really made me think about gender norms and how society play a factor as well as parents play in that role. Again, I don't have kids, but I I do see how exposing kids to a lot of different things, you know, and letting that individual kid decide where he or she would like to pursue or would like to pursue, you know. Let's not use our limited thinking and judgments, you know, as you raise your kids and as we expose kids to life, right? Okay, so that was just a quickie, something I had on my mind. Um, what do you guys think about that? You know, um, I would say you can reach me on Twitter at No Pants Required or my uh, Instagram account, X3C. Pretty simple there. Um, just, you know, DM me or send me a message. And what do you think about gender norms and, um, you know, the role of the parent and our larger society? All right. So, EV tax credits. Let me explain why this stuff is not needed. <laughs> you know, for full disclosure, let me be real clear here. So, I am a Tesla shareholder and owner. Um, I'm a big advocate. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm a big advocate for electric vehicles or EVs, and for sustainable living. I try every day to find a better way to do something in a more efficient way. Um, even thinking about like reducing, you know, the plastic that I purchase, um, when we're at the store, instead of getting plastic bags, a using re reusable bags. But in some cases, when I don't bring those bags in to just, you know, use brown paper bags and a lot more difficult to carry, but you know, it's, a, it's a way if I can try each day to be better and do better, you know, I feel better about myself. You know, it, it really brings me joy about it. Um, also, I received 
an EV tax credit when I purchased my electric vehicle. Um, and <laughs> some of you may think this is funny, but you know, I really want to go to Mars. I really do. And I don't want to go there and die on impact. Not, nope, not the case. I really want to go to Mars and experience Martian, you know, the planet, you know, what, what, what better life achievement than being a human and a Martian? Come on, you could be both, you know, and if, if it's not the time where we can't settle on the red planet, you know, I would like to just travel there, you know, for a few days or if I have a long, you know, it take before we have to make the return trip back to earth. So this topic about, you know, um, EV tax credits and electric vehicles, sustainable living, you know, I'm really passionate about it. And I think we can do better in terms of what type of laws we put forward and how we pursue a better way of living. You know, I know money runs a lot of things and some people are consumed with it. But there are ways to still have a nice living without destroying the planet, you know, and destroying the future in the process. So um, I do have issues with this, this new proposed tax credit bill that's been floating out there in Congress recently. Um, I don't think it's needed anymore, to be honest with you. There are several countries around the globe that have already... Uh, mandated some form of EV adoption, again, EV electric vehicles, like Germany or California, uh, or the companies like Ford and GM. So for example, in Germany, in May, Germany passed a comprehensive fast charging infrastructure law. And I think the United States Biden have talked about that recently as well. And some of his latest uh, rounds of infrastructure um, town halls that he's had. And back in 2016, Germany discussed and passed a zero emissions for all new cars by 2030. It's not too many years away. Uh, California, similarly, by 2035, will require all new car slash truck sales to be electric. By 2035 and I think some other states I think I read somewhere recently Minnesota may have considered a similar or similar approaches to California um, law Ford 40% of EV sales they would like to have that achieved by 2025 that's a couple of years away and also Ford has this four plus plan that they want that they're pushing out for um, a lot of EV adoption. GM, on the other hand, plans to go all electric by 2035. Fleet of every vehicle that GM will offer will all be electric by 2035, and that's impressive. Right, so when I start thinking about these proposed, or this proposed tax credit incentive, which is up to uh, 25, well, it's actually $12,500, but I'll explain that in a minute. You know, I think about how other countries, as well as the United States and partnering countries, are like moving towards EV adoptions. Um, you know, right now, EV car sales globally is about 1%. Uh, 
it's 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 very small, you know, throughout the globe. You know, it's not, you know, where it needs to be. But I can say, and I understand people are saying, well, that's that's why you would want to have a tax credit to continue that adoption. But I think there are better ways to spend the money than to, you know, continue to um to provide some who may not need the money, to be honest with you, you know? And I mean, that's not even fair to say that, you know, it can be in someone's pocket where someone need the money or not need the money. But, you know, I think there are other ways to use money. That's probably a better way to say that. Okay, so when I discussed this new bill, just be aware of of how I have several issues with the bill how it's currently constructed, right? So this new proposal for EV tax credits um, will increase, actually, the incentive that we currently have, which is $7,500. And the $7,500 are for car manufacturers that have not sold over 200,000 vehicles, right? So once a car manufacturer reaches or car automaker reach 200 vehicles sold, the incentive doesn't apply anymore to anyone purchasing electric vehicle from that company. This new bill will continue to $7,500. However, it would do away with the $200,000 car requirement. I mean, sold cars sold requirement. And it will provide a few other incentives, such as $500 extra if the battery was made in the United States. So now that 7,500 is now 8,000. This new proposed bill will add an additional 4,500 if the EV maker has a union. That is interesting. That's very interesting. But could be up to $12,500 for purchasing an electric vehicle. You walk into your dealership, or in some cases, Tesla, you go online, and you purchase your vehicle online, and um, you're eligible for a check when you file your taxes the following year for $12,500. Let me explain to you. It's an actual incentive. Um, I purchased my Tesla in 2019. And I beat myself up about it every day, not because I purchased the Tesla, but because I purchased the Tesla 30 days too late. If I would have purchased my Tesla 30 days earlier, I would have received the $7,500 tax credit. Instead, I received half of it, $3,650 on my taxes when I filed the following year. So I am a benefit you know i benefited from receiving a tax credit and i'm not saying because now i got the money no one else need to get it no i just think there are better ways to use it and again i'll explain that in a bit um so you know you can receive up to twelve thousand five hundred based on the ev maker if it's a union and or american company so i do like the fact that they added something for american made not to discriminate against other car makers, but I do like if we as taxpayers, you know, are providing this incentive, that it's at least providing incentive for American-made car, right? I do like that aspect of it. However, because a company has a union or not have a union, that is really tricky. You know, you know, that's, so it's based 
that's a discriminate against companies who don't have um, unions. So companies like Tesla, Toyota, Nissan, Kia, Hyundai, or even Honda have all criticized this new bill because of that. These companies don't have unions. In fact, in fact, ready for this? Ford. Ford is building, Ford has built, excuse me, it's all new electric Mach-E in Mexico. The car's not even built in the United States at all. And so this new proposal is saying if an electric car is made by an American co company, Ford in this example, and has a union, then you get additional incentives for the buyer. Well, that's interesting because this car is not even made in the United States and the union workers are not even American. So, you know, I don't, it's not a match, right? I just think the union piece is really unnecessary. And in this regard, we could do a, a much better job in terms of crafting the bill Congress. Come on, we can do a better job. You know, you want to incentivize auto adoption because I won't say it's early adoption anymore. I think early adoption is past. That was a few years ago, in my opinion. You know, those who jumped on even before me, and I think I jumped into it after early adopters. Early adopters are those who are, who paid for things that weren't necessarily ready, may have paid $100,000 for a vehicle. They have to work through some kinks, right? That's early adopters, I believe. Right now, you know, mainstream, you know, companies are building out and building fast and in terms of production you know are are selling a lot of vehicles now and so i think we are just a little bit past the option of early adopting adoption for electric vehicles now each new iteration of a new company that's coming out with a new vehicle or even a new startup company that's come out with a new vehicle or electric vehicle you know you may be early adopter to that particular vehicle and i understand that so you know, let me break this down into in terms of the United States and, and where exactly. And I want to do this because I want people who, who are living wherever they are to see what their states offer. And just to compare, like some of the incentives um, for illustration purposes. So every state, you know, has some type of well, not every state, I should say, there are 28 states, including Washington, D.C., that offer some form of incentive for purchasing EVs. So it's really 27 states plus Washington, DC. 27 states out of the 50. <laughs> you know, it's a little more than half, but it's still like half the country, almost half of the country that does not offer anything at all. And in fact, some of these 27, it's barely minimal, right? So let's break it down now for Medicare. Let's just go through the list. Arizona. Arizona has a reduced vehicle license tax. Reduced vehicle license tax by owning an EV or purchasing an EV. California gives $2,000 to $4,500 in rebates for buying a Tesla Model 3 and Model Y. Colorado offers a tax credit up to $4,000 for purchasing a new EV and $2,000 for leasing one. Sounds pretty good. Connecticut has a $1,500 rebate for a new electric vehicle that costs under $4,200. That's a key stipulation there. 
Delaware provides $2,500 rebate for new EVs under $60,000 and $500 for having a home charging system. That's pretty impressive. Florida residents and business owners may get financial assistance for building a home charging station. It doesn't really say anything about, you know, <laughs> um, purchasing the vehicle It's just about home charging stations, Georgia. Okay. So let's, let's, let me just call it out here on this list of the 28 to me, Georgia by far has the, the worst law here, <laughs> electric vehicle supply equipment, EVSE tax credit gives eligible businesses an income tax credit businesses, not the person businesses. Okay. George, I get it. That, that doesn't make, okay, fine. Whatever. Hawaii gives you exclusive carpool lane access. That's pretty good. And reduce EV charging rates to buy an electric car. Pretty neat. This could be something that can last over the lifetime of owning that vehicle. That's actually a pretty good law there. Idaho state exemption for vehicle inspection. Now look, I understand vehicle inspections is not just emissions. There are other things <laughs> that are considered, um, when one goes from a state to state emissions test, but electric vehicles don't give off emissions. <laughs> so Idaho state exemption for vehicle is, um, vehicle inspections. Okay. Fine. Fair. It's a little bit more than emissions, but fine. Illinois offers exemptions for state emissions tests for electric vehicles. Okay. Here we go. With that one again, plus reduce registration fees. Okay. Louisiana offers $2,500 income tax credit for buying or leasing a hybrid or electric car. Maine residents may be eligible for $2,000 rebates for new electric vehicles that are, that is under $50,000. Maryland gives access to hybrid and electric lanes, the HOV lanes and provides tax credits of up to $3,000 for buying a plug-in car. The state also gives a thousand dollars per system rebate for solar energy and utilities. Now I live in the state of Maryland and I was not eligible for the, <laughs> the state incentive because my vehicle was just a smidget over the threshold, um, to be eligible at the time. Currently this law was not renewed because of the current governor, but all indication um, from General Assembly in Maryland is that this will be reenacted in some form in the future. Massachusetts provides residents a $2,500 rebate for new vehicles costing less than $50,000. You can get up to $1,000 in state tax credits for using solar energy. The state also offers various incentives for using solar utilities as well as the Tesla Powerwall. Montana gives you a tax credit of up to a half the price of equipment and labor costs if you convert your vehicle to an alternative fuel 
source if you convert your vehicle to an alternative use of source. I, this this word is weird, weird to me, but it sounds like you're saying convert my gas car to alternative fuel. I'm certain that's not what they're saying there, but that's what that's what it reads like a little bit to me. All right, Nevada. Uh, I think this is a pretty good one here. So Nevada gives its residents a reduced rate for charging electric vehicles. This this that's you know you, you don't see like a, a dollar amount added here, but you know owning the vehicle. Depending on your consumption and your usage of that electric vehicle, you know, this could be really a big cost saving um law here. I kinda I kinda like this. Um Nevada also gives free alternative fuel vehicle parking. The state provides free parking for alternative fuel vehicles, EVs. Love it. New Jersey, I think on the list. This is probably, I would say, the best so far. So New Jersey gives up to $5,000 in rebates for buying or leasing a new alternative fuel vehicle that costs less than $55,000. You'll also get sales tax exemption if you bought the vehicle in New Jersey. New York offers a $500 rebate for new vehicles with a base price over $60,000 and $2,000 for those under. North Carolina offers state emissions test exemptions and carpool lane access to electric and alternative fuel vehicles. Oregon offers rebate of $2,500 for purchase or lease of new or used Tesla cars. You can get a tax credit of 25% of any alternative fuel infrastructure project, including building an electric charging station. It's pretty neat. Pennsylvania residents can get a rebate for all electric and plug-in hybrid cars. Now, this rebate varies by the energy efficiency of that vehicle. So, you know, I wasn't able to find exactly like the list, um, but I'm sure one can if they did a little bit more digging. Rhode Island alternative vehicle owners are exempt from state emissions test requirements. Here we go with this again. Texas gives $2,500 vehicle replacement vouchers for, ready for this, qualified residents to buy a hybrid or battery electric vehicle. I'll read that again. Texas gives $2,500 vehicle replacement voucher for qualified residents. What the hell is a qualified resident? Who's a qualified resident? <laughs> Why does it matter? I'm purchasing an electric vehicle. Give me the $2,500. Why have to be a qualified resident? What does that mean? I won't go there. All right, Utah gives a tax credit for heavy duty electric vehicles, which max out at $15,000 this year. To qualify, at least half of the car's miles must be driven in the state. This sounds outstanding. $15,000? But it says for heavy-duty electric vehicles. So keep that in mind. Vermont gives a rebate based on your income when you buy or lease electric vehicle under $40,000. The rebate maxes out at $5,000. I get it. You know, you make a lot of money. They don't want to give a person an incentive. 
So here's the deal. It's not a, we have to, what's the point of these incentives? Is it for adoption to get people to purchase it? Or is it some other means? I feel like just, just make it really simple, Texas. Make it very simple, Vermont. It's really simple. Offer an incentive to purchase the vehicle. That's it. Don't add these stipulations. Qualified resident. The hell does that even means? Income based. Why does it matter? I'm buying a car or not, right? Um, Washington State has a sales tax exemption for vehicles that cost up to $32,000. DC exemptions or exempts alternative fuel vehicles for taxes and other offers that reduce the vehicle's registration fees. You can also get a tax credit for half the price of installing a home charging system that costs up to uh, $1,000. And last on the list here, I have on the list here is Wisconsin. They provide some type of state fuel refund for taxis. <laughs> taxis, right? That's funny. Um, you know, so I understand the tax, the proposal that Congress, you know, we want to incentivize Americans, as well as the manufacturers, meaning domestic manufacturers or even international, to start to build out electric vehicles and also have, you know, infrastructure incentives throughout the different states. And I get all of that and all of that is needed. And I feel like that's where the money should be spent, right? You know, I think about state like Texas, I'm not going to pick on Texas anymore after this, but, you know, Tesla just moved their headquarters from California to Texas. Do you know there's a law in Texas where you cannot even purchase a Tesla in the state of Texas? You cannot. You have to purchase the Tesla in the surrounding states because tes Texas has a law that does not allow a direct purchase of a vehicle online. You have to go through a dealer if you will and as many know tesla does not have any dealerships it's almost like amazon you go on you find a product you like you purchase it it gets delivered to your home or you can go pick it up right just like an amazon locker you can go pick it up right or it gets delivered to your home it's the same thing it's the future of purchasing of any sort right i find it very fascinating that they move you know and i get why they move you move to save on state taxes but then your people who work for your company and those who live in the state of Texas have to go to another state to purchase the vehicle. Interesting. I'll leave that there. Um, so all this information I gave you guys, it's really good information. I, and I want to applaud some of the states that are doing a really good job at providing incentives. And some states are really pushing the envelope and I like it. And I like how creative some states are, right? Those states not, not, that, that I did not mention, do better, step it up, do something, provide in some type of incentive, right? <clears throat> and not just for electric vehicles, again, infrastructure, because just like gas stations are all over the place, people will need the ability to charge their vehicles throughout the United States or throughout the world in general, right? So infrastructure is critically important as well. So what do I think is a better use or better way to this EV tax credit. Should we continue? Now, one thing I didn't add, on top of the federal, 
EV tax credit up to $12,500. If you live in one of those states that offer incentives, those incentives are added to the 12,500. So you gain more money. Give you an example. I did say New Jersey was great, right? So you buy a electric vehicle that costs less than $55,000 in the state of New Jersey. And this vehicle, we can't be a Tesla because <laughs> you won't be able to get the full 12,500. So let's say you buy the Ford Mach E because they have a union. <laughs> I don't like that law at all. <laughs> but for this example, you know, the Mach E, Ford's Mach E electric Mustang, uh, you purchase it in the state of New Jersey. In fact, I don't even know if it's even under $55,000, but let's say it is. I have not even looked it up yet. Let's say it is under $55,000 or the version you purchase is under $55,000. You can get up to $5,000 added to your pocket from the state of New Jersey and a check for $12,500 when you file your taxes the following year. That's $17,500 back in your pocket or back in your savings account. Just for purchasing electric vehicle. That's a hell of a incentive. That's, that's a hell of an incentive. Can't disagree with that. Right? So, you know, I get it. We want to incentivize, but I think we can do a better job. We can use the money in different ways. <clears throat> I think the states are already pushing forward here. And, you know, more discussions about the other states, you know, joining the fray here and providing some type of incentives. Um, even like Wisconsin for taxis. <laughs> um, I think governments, we need to think about the infrastructure. I think that is critically important, right? I think about our energy grid that we currently have. And I'm a major proponent of building a separate, not connected energy grid that's powered by sustainable energy. Even where our current grid of energy, you know, can supply power to that when times were, you know, the grid goes down <laughs> in some parts of the country, we have to have those rolling blackouts. I would say the government, we can use, you know, the money for infrastructure. You know, the president has currently talked about it, build America better. Right. And so building out a big infrastructure system to help charge these vehicles, to help with sustainable energy to build a separate independent grid, excuse me, that use the power of sustainable resources. I think that is what we should really try to put our money. We already have states and countries and companies that are pushing EV adoption. Now, if our elected officials will like to make a mandate by 2030, 2035, 2040, whatever year, you know, they deem suitable to 
require EV adoption across the United States, I think that's great. And I think that's an alternative, right? It's a it's a, a cheaper cost, you know, alternative as a providing an incentive for everyone to purchase a vehicle. Because what that would do is help with the numbers from 1% of all EV sold currently, you know, move it up to the 30, 40%. It could probably even go higher than that by 2030. But how will that help with our infrastructure? Oh, we have to spend even more money to build out infrastructure for charging the vehicles or sustainable energy and sustainable resources, right? So I think utilizing the money in those areas are critical and more, I would even argue more important than providing an individual with a check to purchase an electric vehicle, right? So I had this idea, <clears throat> now this is different from the incentive, but I did have this idea that, you know, maybe, you know, if it is unfair to some of the, you know, this this could this this definitely be unfair to some of the foreign automakers. But you know, if if folks really want to provide incentives because they don't feel we are at the point yet for adoption, you know, we feel success in moving to sustainable or electric vehicles um, not fast enough. You know, then maybe we give an incentive to those electric startup companies, you know, like Rivian, which is part owned by Ford. I get it in Amazon, but it is a startup. It's an electric startup company. Lucid is an electric startup company, right? Tesla is not an electric startup company anymore, but you know, it's, it's electric car company, right? So I think, you know, incentivizing or providing incentives, I should say, for EV startup companies. That's a way to also help with 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 increasing competition and variety price points for electric vehicles. I think all of that is important and critically important to the success of a cleaner United States, right? We want to eliminate the emissions as much as possible. We want to go to more sustainable energy. When I mean by we, meaning me <laughs> and those who agree with me, um, you know, that is something that we all strive and we, we would like to see, you know, in our lifetime, but also build the, the foundations for the future generations. Right. And all of this takes money. I get it. It takes money. So here's the idea for everybody. Hear me out. Think about what if our local governments, maybe at a county level and or state level, you know, maybe for administrative purposes, let's just make it at the state levels. There's a bond that's created, bonds, B-O-N-D-S. They have like modest interest gains and returns <laughs> to the general public. But what these bonds would do is help secure funds, capital, to build out these infrastructure in, uh, um, initiatives. So instead of just asking the taxpayer, hey, taxpayer, we need $3 trillion for in infrastructure improvements. How about this? How about we create an investment bond 
who would like to invest into this bond? Obviously, we have some type of criteria as well as some limits to what you can contribute as a business and or individual. But in a way where one can gain back a few percentage points, compounded monthly or even annually, however they want to do it, right? Some incentive, provide incentives back to the individual. I want to invest in the infrastructure and improvement of my country and my state. In return, I'm sorry, I'm going to, you know, donate or not donate. I'm going to invest in, you know, $10,000 or $20,000 into this. And in return, I'm going to get back something that's, you know, it has to be, it can't be 0.3%, <laughs> you know, and I get it. It can't be 5% either, but something that is a little bit more than worthwhile, you know, maybe 2.5%, something a little bit more, more than inflation. So maybe 3.2%, some random ass number like that, 3.2% <laughs> where, you know, you get that amount back in return annually have a amount you invest into this infrastructure bond right and you sign some type of term of agreement you want the money back right i want to invest in it for three months i want to invest in it for six months or a year or 24 months you know you provide that and we provide some options and different alternatives right i think that is a great way to get the general public to invest in their own community get the capital that is needed desperately needed in some or in some parts of the country, as well as the investor gets money back. It's a win-win for everyone, for everyone. All right. So, I mean, those are some of the ideas I had, and I really think, you know, as we talk about EVs and electric vehicles, you know, I'm passionate about this subject. I love EVs. As I stated before, I have an electric vehicle. At this point in my life, I cannot see me ever, ever purchasing a gas car or ICE, as we would call it, um, internal combustion engine car ever again. I think I am on, I am full on electric vehicles. Um, Tesla is the vehicle of my choice now, you know, but you know, there are a, a lot more out there, right? And so... In a few other episodes, I will discuss a little bit more about some of these alternative electric vehicles, in particular, Rivian and uh, Lucid. So, um, you know, stay tuned for um, for that episode. <laughs> uh, so pretty much when it comes to electric vehicles and incentives, I think, you know, we as a country are doing well in some states have put out really good incentives, some countries. Uh, and car manufacturers have also put forth some good incentives. I just think, you know, we could do a better job in using the resources for this bill in terms of building out our infrastructure and thinking forward. We need to think forward, right? What do we need to do to better position ourselves as a, as a society and for the future in a way where we're not dependent on the planet, where we're digging into the planet, right? So finding a better way to utilize our resources as well as using or reusing resources, you know, at, where, where applicable, you know, for a better future in terms of um, 
the way we live and for future generations. All right. So I thank you guys for joining me on this episode. Um, I am excited to, again about, you know, my, about this podcast. I'm excited for your feedback. You know, um, you can reach me on Twitter at no pants required as well as on my Instagram at X3C. Um, if you have ideas, you know, also you could reach me out, reach out, um, through those channels on my social media, you know, provide ideas that you have, or you have alternatives to this particular topic that I covered today, you know, please just shoot me out a message. All right. So positive energy leads to positive vibes. Please do not forget to subscribe, hit the reminder button, share this podcast with your friends. Peace. Thank you.